Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast, a program about shaking up the comfort zone of small business team performance. For business owners, managers, and anyone who feels the smallest change in awareness can unlock transformational results to their organization. Here's your host, Scott Hopkins. Hello, my name is Scott Hopkins. Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast. This is the fourth episode in the Team Dynamics Key Performance Series. Today's episode is going to continue on the subject of communication, specifically on understanding how different personality styles impact communication within organizations. Now, keep in mind the point from episode three, that communication is conveyed through thought, feelings, and actions, and how those interactions are interpreted by the receiver. So let's think about how often organizations take into account the varying personality styles and how those different styles interact both internally and externally to the organization. I'll give you an example I'm sure most of you have seen or experienced. You have someone who is very analytical, very conscientious, detail-oriented, and focused on perfection, who is either in charge or in or a part of a sales team where they're expected to interact in very social settings. Now think about it. How would that personality style communicate their thoughts, feelings, and actions within that team and with the people who interact with that team on a daily basis? Think back to my original example that I started out in episode one of the movie Office Space. Yes, I'm going to go back to that because it's a very pertinent point. If you remember, there was an interview in that movie by the Bobs with the guy who claims he's a people person. Take a listen. Well, look, I already told you, I deal with the goddamn customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? Okay, now that you know that he's a people person, if you were a customer or an engineer or anyone in that company, would you want that person dealing with customers? How could the Bobs communicate their question to him that would have made his reply more acceptable? What if they had simply done a personality profile on him and found that he was more of a conscientious, analytical type person who would have better served the company by reviewing the specifications given to the engineers rather than dealing with the customers? Similarly, you wouldn't want someone who tends to be very friendly and talkative, who likes to have fun, but, can't be disorg- but can be disorganized or impulsive in a position where very strict attention to detail and compliance to strict procedures are required. You might say there's no reason that people wouldn't have skills that also complement the positions they are in, and on some level you'd be correct. But all I'm talking about is their dominant personality types, and the science has shown that those are very consistent and very measurable. For anyone who has ever heard of DISC personality assessments, there is a well-defined science behind understanding the four distinct personality types established by Dr. William Marston in 1928. The four types are D or dominant, I or influencer, S or steadiness, and C for compliant. As you can see, D-I-S-C, that, where, that is where you get <clears throat> DISC. Of course, these are simply names for aspects of each personality, and many people refer to them with similar or varied names. The point is that understanding how various personalities interact, collaborate, 
and also clash or disconnect can play a huge role in understanding how to better interact and communicate and connect in organizations to increase the performance of your team. Most companies don't take into account the influence of individual personalities on the dynamic of the team. It's the responsibility of the person giving the communication to properly relay their message and the intent to the receiver. Unless this is done successfully, then this communication never really takes place and is often the cause of conflict and misunderstanding. Why is knowing someone's DISC style important? What benefit comes from being able to learn someone else's communication language? I spoke in the last episode about John Maxwell in great detail and how he focuses on so much in connecting when he communicates. He's popular for saying that connecting increases your influence in every situation. And judging by having met the man in person, I can tell you he believes every word of that. And as I spoke to you last time, his focus on connecting comes directly from his belief that in order to succeed in life, we need to learn to work with others. No matter how smart, caring, charismatic, or demanding we are, we won't advance very far in life without the ability to communicate and connect effectively with others. This is even more so important in a business where you have to work with people and teams on a daily basis. So let's talk about how we can do this, how we can communicate with each other's different personality styles. To understand how to communicate with each style, one must first understand the dynamic of how those styles are determined. So I'm gonna do a little exercise for you. I want you to imagine a square box. In the middle of that square, you have two lines running perpendicular to each other with arrows pointing to each side. On the top, you have an active or product-driven style. Opposite of that on the bottom, you have a passive or process-oriented style. To the left of the box, at the tip of the arrow, you have task-oriented styles, and the right, you have people-oriented styles. All right, so take that visual. From the top left corner to the bottom left in a clockwise circuit, you can place the D in the top left, the I in the top right, the S in the bottom right, and the C in the bottom left. Those defined quadrants give us a basic understanding of how these styles influence individual behavioral personalities. So now that we have a visual understanding of, of how each of these different personality types are broken up, you can see how there are underlying behavioral styles that influence each of the personalities. Active, passive, results-oriented, and people-oriented. These behavioral styles are present in everyone to varying degrees, and understanding how a person approaches tasks and people goes a long way to not only creating awareness in ourselves and how we communicate, but also how we respond to the way people communicate with us. This podcast is about communication, don't get me wrong. Not behavioral styles or personality styles, but I wanted to set the foundation so you can see how different personality types respond to different types of communication. You're going to approach a D personality much differently than you would approach an S personality. Same way you would approach an I personality much different than the way you would approach a C personality. It's all about understanding the different personality types so you can figure out how better to communicate with that personality type once you understand what your personality type is and how they interact. 
To understand how communication differs from personality style to personality style, one must first have a basic understanding of the four types. So really quick, let's take a look at each. D's are dominant or drivers. They're the, very, they're the results-oriented people. They're very driven. They tend to be problem solvers. They like to challenge the status quo and they innovate. But they also have a tendency to be overly authoritative. They tend to get frustrated with poor performance or wasting time and are very sensitive to being taken advantage of by people. Eyes, they are the influencers, and they tend to be very inspiring. They are optimistic and trusting. They're very motivating and creative, but they can also be more concerned with being liked than getting the job done. And they can tend to overlook details, and they're very sensitive to being rejected. S's are stable. They're steady. They are good listeners and team players, and they are very predictable and fr very friendly, but they're also very resistant to change. They can be very sensitive to criticism and they fear a loss of security. Lastly, C's, they are the compliance. If you have an HR department that, is, that has a lot of requirements in order to maintain some sort of regulation, these are the people you want in that position. They strive for precision. They are very analytical and they're very careful. They are conscientious, and they are usually even-tempered. They can also be very bound to procedures and methods, and they need clearly defined boundaries from which to work. And they don't verbalize their feelings very well, and they have a very high fear of criticism. So as you look through these descriptions, you can start to see some patterns emerging regarding how the varying personality types interact in both positive and negative ways. So take a look at the way you interact with people on a day-to-day -day in your organization and think back whether you fit into any of these categories. I bet you do on some level. Are there any recent examples where if you had known this about yourself that you might have communicated or interacted with somebody differently? How does communication change when dealing with certain personality types? For example, for Ds, you need to be brief and to be to the point tending more towards what style questions instead of how questions. Focus on the pros and cons and results and suggest ways to achieve them rather than focusing on problems. When problems exist, discuss how they, they hamper accomplishment or results rather than making generalizations. High Ds especially need mutual respect to avoid conflict. Both people must understand one another's realms and boundaries of authority. When it comes to eyes, you don't have to worry about how to communicate with them. They're going to do it for you. They love to talk and talk and talk. So it's always a good idea to keep them engaged with social activities, but you also need to keep them on track. Eyes must have direct communication. They deal with issues in a straightforward manner, and they negotiate commitments and goals on an equal basis. Seeing as how the S personality types make up a majority of the people in the world, it's probably a good idea to understand how to communicate effectively with them. Stable personalities respond positively when they are in favorable environments that are personable and agreeable. Those working with them should express a genuine interest in them as a person and provide them with clarification for tasks and answers to how questions while clearly defining goals, procedures, and their role in the overall plan. Also, presenting ideas or departures from current practices in a non-threatening manner, give them time to adjust. 
As I mentioned before, they are very resistant to change, and they don't respond well to pushy, demanding, or overly aggressive communication. Finally, we have our bean counters, our sticklers for compliance. C's are perfectionists who are highly analytical. So when communicating with them, prepare your case in advance and delineate the pros and cons to proposed ideas. Make sure you support ideas and statements with accurate data and reassure them that no surprises will occur. Review recommendations with them in a systematic and comprehensive manner, and when agreeing, be specific as to what you're agreeing to. When disagreeing, disagree with the facts, be patient, persistent, and diplomatic while providing explanations. Just make sure you don't refuse to explain details or answer questions vaguely or casually. So I've given you the Reader's Digest version or the Cliff's Notes version of understanding the basics of DISC personality styles and why they can have a profound impact on business communication. Once you know how someone else is wired or how someone else communicates, we can build an even deeper relationship and connection with them. Can you think of any situations in your day-to-day where knowing and understanding even the basic concepts of DISC personality styles could change the way you react to or approach conversations with colleagues in your organization? Think of it from this point of view. You're a high S on a sales team for a company that interacts with clients in in what could be considered a high-intensity, constantly changing environment. You now understand that S-type personalities are very friendly but don't like change and don't respond well to criticism. High S personalities are good listeners and are essentially the umpires in most organizations, but they may not be assertive in constantly changing high stress environments towards prioritization. So you can see how having certain people in positions that are not comfortable or natural for them can cause conflict and impact effective communication, not only with clients, but also with colleagues who may be better suited in those positions. One of the things that I've found in my time is that once those conflicting personality types interact with each other, it generally tends to cause anxiety and tension within the team. Understanding how those personality types or how those personality styles interact will help team leads and members of that team figure out ways to better work through tension and anxiety and make the team environment more comfortable or, if necessary, move people around to a place where they are not interacting in a negative way. I talked in the last episode about connecting with people, showing them that you care, that you're interested, and that your actions are meant to help them. Understanding personality styles is part of that. Having a clear acceptance of your own personality type will help in realizing the situations which cause communication with you to be ineffective. Self-awareness is one of the key aspects of emotional intelligence that supports powerful success and innovation in business. While this podcast is about communication and not emotional intelligence, it's good to realize that just like personality styles, they are all a piece of the same puzzle and every little piece makes the picture more clear. So most people would say, how can I use this unless I know what style personality someone has? This is a good question for someone who isn't familiar with DISC or someone who hasn't ever taken the time to become aware of these aspects of personal communication. However, now that you have had a bit of an introduction to how personality styles present themselves in people, awareness has a tendency to open perceptions to new realities. Think of it in this sense. You decided to start looking for a new car, 
You do your research and find one you like, thinking that it's a very unique vehicle. You've never seen it before, at least you don't think so, until you become aware of it. Now, curiously, it's everywhere. It's everywhere you go, it's everywhere you drive, and you could swear you're seeing three or four an hour on the road. This is the same type of awareness. I offer that if you really pay attention to the different personality types I've mentioned and take a moment to realize how each is different in their own way, you'll start to see hints of personalities in everyone. Now keep in mind, just because you might come across as a high S, a high D, a high I, or a high C, does not necessarily mean that is your primary dominant personality style. Some people like myself have a high D and a high I. Some people have a mixture of three, so it all depends on their personality. You might see a mixture of three different personality styles within that one person. Understanding which one is the dominant, the major dominant, high personality style is going to help you better interact with them. But also keep in mind that everybody is going to have a little bit of each. It has been said that the biggest gap is the gap between knowing and doing. So I urge you to take this information and use it on every single day. Go into your organization and start looking at the people around you and seeing how you can better communicate with them by understanding their personality styles. I want to make sure that you have the ability to remember these personality styles. So I'm making available for my listeners a disk indicator card, which will help provide you with insight into how to leverage your best strengths and how to maximize your connection with others. You can email me at info at chaotic.com, put subject line of disc indicator cards, and I will reply to you with a copy of a disc indicator card you can carry around with you to help you better understand the different personality styles. In the next episode of the Team Dynamics series, I'm gonna move on to the next critical piece of building highly effective teams, and that's engagement. Having highly engaged team members is a key piece of any team success. And I'll kick it off by explaining some of the fundamental aspects of engagement that most organizations seem to miss. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you found value in our discussion today, please go to chaotictheory.com and sign up to get updates and join the Chaotic Theory live group on LinkedIn and share or like this podcast where you downloaded it. If you want to find out more about Team Dynamics, check out my website at www.chaoticperformance.com. And remember, even the smallest change in awareness can bring transformational results. Hey.